Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Are you excited this morning? Is it a good year to be alive? Glory to God. Praise God. How many of you enjoyed our worship team? Awesome. Let's give them a hand. Glory to God. Thank you. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. Today we're going to have a communion service. Amen. And so those who are joining us from home, live streaming, get your communion elements ready. And we are going to have a communion service today. Life is going to be better for it. Amen. Praise God. Let's have a seat. Let's get ready for the word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I'm really excited this year. Uh, uh, because I was saying, I said on Friday, you know, this whole COVID thing and all these things took a lot of people unawares, took us unawares last year. But not this year. We are ready. <laughs> and we are going to have victory in every area of our lives in the name of Jesus. Alright, let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you. Because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word and the hearts of people are open to receive. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now, when people start the year, uh, they start out with, some churches start out with fasting and prayers. Some churches start out with praises and many ways that people start out. But I like to start out with wisdom. Okay, so practically the whole of this month, we'll be having the wisdom for living series. And they're going to be very practical things from the word of God that will help you get your year started. So this morning, under the Wisdom for Living series, which is going to be the, the broader topic of what we're discussing, we're looking at wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Or the principal thing. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. And I want you to pay very, very close attention to the message this morning. Because it will change your life. Proverbs chapter 4. Now, if you read from the New King James Version or the King James Version, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing, and with all you're getting, get what? Understanding. Now, if you read from the New American Standard Bible, it says, The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all you're acquiring, Get understanding. If we're talking about things to acquire, it says put wisdom first. The NIV says, the beginning of wisdom is this. This this is the starting of wisdom. The starting point of wisdom. The NIV. It says, the beginning of wisdom is this. Or wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is supreme. Now, follow me carefully. When we talk about what's the highest court of, in the legal department in our country? What's the highest court called? The what? The Supreme Court. It says wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get it. Get wisdom. Now, if I say the television is good or that screen is good, therefore get it, it shows that it has to be effort in your part to get wisdom. Right? Yeah. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. Though it costs you, you know, some people think they are wise. They don't think they need to get wisdom. They think they are wise. You know, 
<laughs> and so they just live. They don't see the need to get wisdom. They think they are wise. But you have to find out where have that wisdom taken them to? What's been the product of that wisdom? So it's something we have to get. It's something that in the New Testament, Christ has been made unto us wisdom, but we've got to access that wisdom for our practical daily living. Now, look, look at this. The New Living Translation, the NLT says, Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. It says to get wisdom, New Living Translation, is the wisest thing you can do. So, what's the wisest thing you can do this year? To get wisdom. That's the wisest thing you can do. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, he says, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Whatever else you do. You know, this year, when you ask people to set goals, many people are going to set goals of things to do, things to buy. But how many people set wisdom goals? Hmm? You know, everybody thinks they are wise. And the Amplified Version says, The beginning of wisdom is, Get skillful and godly wisdom. It is preeminent. And with all your acquiring, Get understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment, Mature comprehension, And logical interpretation. Get wisdom. In life, We have to prioritize the getting of wisdom. It has to become a high priority in your life. The, 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 I'm not very old, but the few seconds I've lived on earth, I've realized that many people, including, I'm referring primarily to believers now, their lives are destroyed for not just the lack of knowledge, but, you know, applying that knowledge, which is wisdom. Knowing how to apply that knowledge. Wisdom is the most important thing. It's the principal thing. And many people don't want to get wisdom. There are many things in your life that wisdom would solve that you would not have to pray about. Many people's lives are stuck where their wisdom ends. Look at Proverbs chapter 3. Look at verse 13. Proverbs 3 verse 13. It says, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom. How blessed is the man. How blessed is that man who finds wisdom. The man who gains understanding. It says, for her profit, the profit of wisdom is better than the profit of silver. And her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels. And nothing you desire compares with her. Look at this. It says nothing you will ever desire in this life would compare to wisdom. Nothing. If I put gold here, and I put silver here, and I, and I say, well, I'd like you to just come and spend 30 minutes with me so I can counsel you or just advise you or speak wisdom over your life. Come on, what are you going to choose? No, don't worry, I won't feel bad. Just tell me the truth. What are you going to choose? You're going to choose gold. But the Bible says no. If you are wise, you go for wisdom. How many times have we made choices just based on money? You know how many people have destroyed relationships on money? How many people have spoiled friendships on money? Why? They chose Gold above silver, above wisdom, sorry. Why? Because sometimes in life we always choose by what we see. We want something uh, tangible. And you don't know that that's as, that's as a result of the fall. The atrium became more real than the realm of the spirit. You know, for instance, if you have a minister of the gospel who is teaching the word and teaching you and growing you up in the wisdom of God and teaching you God's word and teaching you God's word, hmm? you think people will think, ah, that pastor, he's not, he's, not, he's not doing ministry properly. 
Right? But you know, if you put up and every in the church, they hand you over an envelope, they give you rice, they give you beans, they give you something to go home, what are you going to say? Say, that man is a good man. He understands scripture. Do you realize that that's not part of the criteria for Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11? (laughs) Now you have realized, so say yes. Do you realize that's not part of the criteria of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11? Your pastor's primary duty is to teach you the word. Because if you get the word, you know the word, you act on the word, those needs will be met without him. Get wisdom. Look at this. Verse 16. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways. And all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who hold fast. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. So the earth wasn't founded without wisdom. That's why God made the ocean first before he made the sea, the fishes. You know, you know just that simple thing. Look very simple, right? That is fish first, water first before fishes. You know, in some people's life, it is fish first. And they will not be looking for water. You know the book of Proverbs says, it says, go out, tend your field. Build your house and then get married. I'll talk about that when I talk about the phases of life. You know how some people start their lives? <laughs> Direct opposite. Relationship, then they will now look for a job. <laughs> then they will now. You realize that one of the first things God gave Adam a purpose, then He told him to till the garden. Before he gave him a wife. Right? God didn't give him a wife. Now say, ah, what will these people eat? Ah, okay, okay, let's quickly make garden. Then after, ah, who is, you know, no, 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 no. Some, some things in your life, if they are not bad. They are just badly arranged. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, you ought to be single. You now went to get a slave queen. Your salary is 30. Slave queen takes 25. You take 5. And you do that for 3 years because you, with that salary, he has already told you, I can't marry you at this level. So you are, you are doing sustainability program. Believing that one day your life will get better. And it's been 3 years. It's not wrong. It's just that you have misarranged your life. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, disorder is a product of foolishness. If you're not able to arrange your life, if you don't understand, what face am I in now? What's the face? You know, there are things we can do right now because our kids are in primary school. My my, my, my daughter is in primary school. My son is in secondary school. Just got into secondary school. There are things we can do right now. But you realize that by the time the young man gets into the university, hmm, you know there will be higher demand for the money we spend on his education. You don't know. I thought you knew. You know. Okay. You realize that that face would come. I have to be prepared. Because at that phase, I have to make an adjustment to fit his life. It's not a prayer point whether we will go to the university or not. It will come. So, it's not that some of you are doing bad things. It's just disorderly. So he says, by wisdom, God founded the earth. And if you understand how God founded the earth, the God started creating the earth in stages, in phases, in stages, in phases, in stages, in phases. What phase are you in now? Now, I might be your friend, I might be your pastor, 
and I'm at a different face, and you are at a different face. You cannot live your life on my face. Are you, are you following this? Look at this. It says, Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. That means if you embrace wisdom, on her right hand you'll find long life. On her left hand you'll find riches and honor. What phase are you in? Why is it that some people don't have long life? It's the anxiety of the, of the life they're living. You want to put yourself higher than where you are. Because we live in a society where there's a lot of showmanship. You know, people say, this country has money. This country has money. You know, some people just, just talk. And they say, let them just divide the money. Let's give everybody their portion. <laughs> you see, come on. If we divide every money in this country, how many of you know what we're going to buy first? How many of you think you know what people are going to buy first? What are people going to buy first? Come on. First service got it. What are people going to buy first? Car, you got it also. And where are they going to drive to first? The village. Ah, you guys are wise. This church is an awesome church. Huh? And you know the roads of the villages are not good. So they are going to buy a very expensive car and straight from the showroom, they are going to head where? To the village. And what are they going to do in the village? No, what, what, what's, what's the short form of show off? The organized party. Say, finally. Then you know, midway into the party, to now done on them. That after that, what we have to say, hey, this money, let's now settle down. Let's, the, do you realize that? Do you realize that some people spent all the money they had in the last three days, from 23rd to 1st? Hmm? Or you did that too? <laughs> and he said, January is a long month. No, it's not long. It's not long. <laughs> and the wealthy people, we end up becoming wealthier. This thing is not solved by prayer and, fully, uh, and, and you, you, you have to seek wisdom. You see... Is driving a car bad? It's not. When we had this car we're using now, we had another car before we got this one, before they got this one for us. The day they bought this one for us, that was the day we decided to give the other one out. It would have been nice to park two cars. And when you come and say, that's my wife's own, this is my own. And then we have to look after two cars. Hmm? And you know, the second car ought to be a blessing because it was bigger than the, the other car we had. The second car ought to be a blessing. At the end, the cows become a devourer and we don't know because we want people to feel like we have two cars. There's nothing wrong with having two cars. The question is, are you at that face? That's what I'm saying. Are you following what I'm saying? Sometimes two cars will save you money to be necessity for you. The issue about life is understanding the face. That's just the issue. Praise God. Are you at that face? There are things I can do right now. I, was, uh, I gave my wife an example yesterday night about something. It will cost some amount of money. And I just told her, you know what? If we put this and this money together and we do this for four months, we'll get it. it we won't even have to pray about it. But that particular money was money that five years ago we would pray, we would confess, we would speak, we would declare, we would, we would do. Do you understand? But it's at this face that's not a problem. The wisest thing you can do this year is to live life at your pace and at your face. When somebody is in a hurry, you can tell them, sir, please, keep going. I'm coming. Let me tell you something. You see all these foreign countries, all these countries that you are seeing. Huh? Canada, UK, Dubai. You will go to all those countries. They are not moving. It's just that some will go earlier, some will go later. But somehow, somehow, we will all go. Not to stay, I mean. Let's go and visit. Not to stay. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Some things, I, I don't know whether it's the way God created me. Some things don't move me. 
Because I just realized that whatever you're struggling so much to get is not your time. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Wisdom. When we were getting married, we called our parents. We said, this is how much we have for food. They said, it will not be enough for the people that are coming. I said, no. It's not the people coming that determine what we cook. It's the money. The, the money is the one speaking here. Once the money has finished speaking, anywhere they serve the food to, and it stops, let them know food is finished. And nobody should come and meet me. No, no. What will people say? I don't care. It's a wedding ceremony. It's not a feeding program. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a purpose for it. The purpose of that day is that you should come and see that two of us have been married. That day, we didn't actually invite you to come and be filled. The, the, the days are set apart for a purpose. It's a wedding day, not a feeding day. Many people opted to come for my wedding. Ah, I said, no, where you are is far. The transport, you come, hotel, you stress, where is my guest staying? Just bring the money. <laughs> you are not more married than I am. By law, all marriages are equal. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not against big weddings. I hope you understand my, my point. Are you at that phase? <laughs> the house you are staying, is it your size? When we started ministry, a dear, dear, dear brother came to us. He said us once. I said, wow. Ah, pastor, you can't stay in this kind of house. Ah, no, 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 no. Go and look for a bigger house. We went to look for the bigger house. When they told us the rent, I came back. I said, we have seen the house. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll pay for one year. So I said, so after that one year, who is going to be paying? He said, it's just to support you. I said, support us where we are now. Because the support where we are now will take us one year, six months. Then we can support ourselves from there. Good intention, but not my size. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One of your goals this year is I should live by my size with peace of mind. Number one. So that you don't pray too many prayers. Look at this. Psalm 90 verse 12 said, Teach us to number our days so we can do what? Apply our hearts to wisdom. Observe that word. It did not say teach us to count our days. To number them. Well, you know, number, numbering and counting is different. Numbering means you are allocating so, 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 so number here. You are allocating block. He said, teach us. Let's have, let's have an idea of how many years we have to live on earth here so that we can do what? We can apply our heart to wisdom. Do you realize... Way, way back, I used to teach something. Well, then I was doing a bit of motivational speaking, but sometimes it helps. I used to teach this. Your first 25 years are your learning years. No, but no, zero to 25 should be years you should, you should learn. And 25 to 50 should be your earning years. Now, you're going to earn based on the things you've learned. And then 50 upward should be your legacy years. What phase are you in right now? Everybody can't get married at the same time. And that's why, you know, as much as we want good for people, we must not pressure people into making decisions. Some people are matured at 25, 26, 27. They are matured. They can handle marriage. Some people at 30 have no clue. They shouldn't get married. 
It's not your biological age. It's the wisdom and the development that takes into sustaining a home. Marriage, the wedding ceremony is the easiest part. After the wedding, that's the big deal. You know, this person says, well, I can't live without you. Even if I'm sleeping, I am not there. My body will just be doing me. Will just be doing me. A time will just come and say, stay your own. Nah, stay there. <laughs> you still a gone person. <laughs> I mean, not because... You know what? Because, I mean, of course, your love to continue and everything, but, you know, the woman is either pregnant, you are thinking of this, you are thinking of that, you are thinking of this, you are thinking of that. And then it's going to take wisdom. To number my days so I can apply my heart to wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Job 28, 18, it says, The price of wisdom is above rubies. The price of wisdom is above rubies. You know, children, you know, uh, when you get married, the next thing you want to have children, you want to have children. <laughs> and then the children come. You know, there are certain times you feel like, if you're a parent here, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I said Job 28, verse 18. You know, there are certain times you feel like just throwing all your children in one room and just locking the door and increasing the volume of the music. I think you both should be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll take wisdom to manage them. It will take wisdom to grow them up. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, and the, he said, Koran crystal not to be mentioned. And the acquisition of wisdom is above that of pearls. If you get wisdom, it's much more than getting all of this. Proverbs 16, 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen above silver. Wisdom. Pray for wisdom every day of your life. How much better it is to get wisdom than gold. And to get understanding to be chosen above silver. You know, when most people come to ask you for help, they don't ask for your wisdom. They ask for your money. And sometimes they, don't, they forget that it's your wisdom that got you that money. Yeah? You know, if you go and meet a wealthy person now, what's the first thing you're going to ask them? Give me money. Why don't you ask for wisdom? Ask for books. Every year, as I get into the new year, I've got two mentors. I ask them, what are the best books you read last year that shaped your mind? And then they tell me. And I go buy them. Getting wisdom. Getting wisdom. How to relate to people. The Bible talks about words rightly spoken. Sometimes we like to air our minds. Do we say things the proper way? Do we say things the right way? Do we say it at the right time? These are what wisdom will do for you. They are the right body language. Somebody's trusting God to get married. But you are very, very rude and arrogant. Your prayer point is going to be long. Are you hearing this now? You realize this? Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Talking about wisdom. Luke 2 52. The Bible says, And Jesus increased in wisdom. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom. That means your wisdom should be on a constant increase. You want to get better. The first thing, let me explain this to you. The first thing to getting finances is not to invest. First of all, get financial education. My life changed. Every year, I take, I take a financial course. Every year, I take a financial course. Every December, I take a financial course. Proper financial course. I'm not just talking about uh, bring 10,000, we'll give you 40,000. You know, if you, if you are somebody who understands finances, there are some investments. Once the profit margin is too high, you know this is not feasible. You're investing. The, the, the inflation rate in the country is over 13%. Then you are investing and somebody is saying he will give you 40% in, in one month.
But you see, many people want money without without in fact, one of the law of investment is don't invest in what you cannot explain. You yourself who is trying to invest. When they say, what is this investment? They say, ah, the thing is working. No. What is it? Praise God. I mean, people have brought investment my way and I look at it and say, I don't understand how this thing works. They say, don't, don't worry, trust me. And I don't trust you. Why will I trust you? <laughs> no. It's, it's an investment law. I shouldn't invest in something I cannot be able to explain. I don't understand. I should understand how the money is coming. They say, sir, sir, just believe me. I believe in Jesus, not you. Because you know what? Once that money is gone, and you just say, sorry, sir. You think I'll be able to fight you? You think I'll be able to arrest you? No. A fool and his money are soon parted. Get wisdom. Get financial books. Read. Ask questions. Don't be in a hurry to plug in your money. You know, the funny thing is this. A lot of people come and like, Oh, pastor, if we just start business. Two plus two. And I always laugh. I always laugh. You know I always laugh? Because people just think business is just opening a shop. Right? Just open a shop. Hmm? And just shade things. Then once they buy, sell, you eat from there. You eat from there. So most people actually, by the time they open, give them six months, they have eaten the shop. Yeah, I, I, I tell you. I tell you. Most times, you look like you're wicked. You don't want to give them money. But they don't understand. Business doesn't run that way. Let me give you an example. When I started publishing books, I started publishing books. The first book I wrote, I, I put in my money to publish the book. I sold the book. I, I mean, I couldn't account for the money. So I said, what's going on here? Way back, I registered this uh, bookshop. And I registered it as a business. And then I began to account for my books. Once I sell, they transfer into that book account. And then even when I give people free, I pay into that book account. And I realized that for many years, most of you here who have seen me, I don't do launching of books. I don't launch books. And all my books, uh, I've never asked anybody to publish book in my life for money. Support this book project. I don't do it. Every year, what we sell from our books is what I use to reprint my books. Even when you come to our bookshop to buy, if you buy my own books, they will tell you separate. This is for pastor's books. What Sister Mary does with the bookshop account is separate. Some of you, no business account. Your business is your personal account. Everything is mixed. So at the end of the day, you say, which one is big? No, I just want to buy fish first. Let's eat so that we see this thing. Both business and profit and everything has gone to fish head. Then at the end, you just say, I don't know where this money is. just money. How? Business has collapsed. And yet, it's my year of victory. It's my year of victory. You've been saying that for 10 years. Praise God. Wisdom. If I ask you a simple question now, how much came into your life last year? How much? Most of you don't have an idea. Twelve months, you don't know how much entered your life. Let's, we are not even saying the money is much, but how much? Because no accounts. How much did you spend? No clue. You just know that money came and money went. That, that, that is a sign of financial ill health. Would you, would you live in a country that cannot account where you are here? But you have no option. But would you rather live in a country that cannot account for her money? Do you realize? Let me explain something to you now. Come on. Are you still here? Are you here or you're going home? You're here? Alright. Do you realize that Nigeria and Singapore had palm, palm, palm oil stuff at the same time? Realize Dubai, Nigeria is the same oil we're dealing with. But do you see the clear difference? That is not availability of resources that makes a place developed. It's the management of resources. Okay, so if you, if you see uh, Nigeria and Dubai, for instance, they got oil. We, we've got oil. But it is the development, the management, the proper management of resources, right, that would cause progress. So it's easy to talk about Nigeria and Dubai. But what about your life? The resources you have, how did you manage them? Are you stewarding your resources properly? Praise the name of the Lord. 
And what's the number one way I can know? Did you know how much got into your life last year? If you can't tell me the figures, I'm not saying plenty money or small money. Plenty money is no figure. Small money is no figure. How much in exact terms got into your hand? If you can't say, then it's something you need to work on. Praise the name of the Lord. How many of you think that's something we need to work on? That means every month you write. This is what came into my hand. This is what I spent. So you can learn. One day, I did my accounting and I realized how much I was spending on calls. To call you people. And I said, this is so much. So this year, I've got a budget for my calls. How did I know I was spending so much? Because I looked at my expenses. The scripture says Jesus had a treasurer who was accounting for his funds. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, look at this. Jesus was increasing in wisdom. Let let me show you something about the life of Jesus. Go to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Interesting story. Sometimes how wisdom works. John 7, verse 1. Every time I read this story, I laugh. After these things, John 7, 1. After these things, Jesus was working in Galilee, for he was unwilling to walk in Judea, because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Realize the Bible says, Jesus was unwilling to walk in Judea, because they were seeking to kill him. Jesus was unwilling to walk. He wasn't walking in those areas because they wanted to kill him. There are shops you shouldn't go to now. There are places you shouldn't go to now. They will kill you. Huh? Young lady, young man, you're just starting out. Then you, you go out. Go and buy stuff on credit. Very expensive. You cannot afford you don't earn so much, but you must use human hair. So you buy one hair, 90 grand. Huh? And then, <laughs> no, I don't even want to talk about that now. <laughs> and then, how much are you earning? 35,000. You're paying for hair six times. Monthly contribution. One hair. Nothing wrong with it. But that might not be your face. Be unwilling to walk in those areas because they want to kill you. Praise God. When we're getting married, they said we should go to the ring shop. And so I went to the ring shop. Showed me beautiful rings. Beautiful rings. I said, this one is fantastic. This one. Oh my God. This one. Wow. This one. Excellent. By the time I was done, I helped the guy to close the counter. I said, you know, everything in this shop is fantastic. This is not our size. But today, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to buy it to be an issue. You, you have to be honest with yourself. on your le- Don't deceive yourself. You can deceive everybody. Don't deceive yourself. You have this outward glittering lifestyle. But you are poor. Hmm? Follow this series. The words are not going to be very comfortable. But please come. It will help you. Outward appearance of success. But no real assets. When you want to make proper decisions, no real assets. But look at how Jesus handled this. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of Booth was near. Therefore his brother said to him, Live here and go into Judea so that your disciples also may see your works which you are doing. For no one does anything in secret when himself seeks to be known publicly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. Good family advice that will put you in trouble. So why are you doing these things secretly? Because that's how some of us are. We live in a loud culture. You must tell the world everything you are doing. Very loud. Look at what he says. 
For not even his brothers were believing in him. So Jesus said to them, My time is not yet here, for your time is always opportune. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it, that its deeds are evil. Verse 8, Go up to the feast yourself. I do not go up to this feast because my time has not yet fully come. Look at what Jesus said. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself also went up, not publicly, but as if in secret. Did you see that? Jesus says, I'm not going to the feast. I'm not going. My time hasn't come. <laughs> and as they left, the Bible says he went to the feast secretly. Because if he had gone, at the, the way they were telling him to go, they would have killed him. All these advice people are giving to you for your destruction. The same advice they gave to the prodigal son. How he finished his inheritance in less than one week. You only have friends who encourage you spending. Once you are spending, they are hailing you, hailing you, hailing you, hailing you. And you too, you are gone. You have lost self-control. Always buying bigger toys, bigger gadgets. Forgetting that you are going to live long. There is nothing as sad as someone who used to have money. You will, it, I mean, it can depress you. You look at your life. You look at things you can afford. You look at now. You look at things you can afford. You look at now. You just be listening to everything. Just be angry unnecessarily. And sometimes, it's all these wisdom things. Praise God. Are you still here? You know one of the reasons in this ministry, we don't do fundraising. Some of you have been here for years. We've never raised funds. You know why? Even with this building we did, you know why we didn't do fundraising? Wisdom. It's not that somebody is giving one. In fact, some people say they were sending us money from abroad to build the church. You know, people always say things they don't know. Wisdom. What do we have? What can we afford? What can we do? What can we afford? What can we do? As the Lord provides. And once you are a wise steward, the Lord will always prosper you. Because he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. The Lord will commit much into your hands. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus did not go to the feast publicly to show off. That was wisdom at work. Learn to build things secretly. We talk too much in this generation. So much talk. This year, we will blast. This year, we will blast. By December 31st. You have not blasted. Because all you are saying, you don't even have an idea of what you want to do. Hmm? You know what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs? Chapter 14, verse 1. It says, A wise woman will build a house, but a foolish one will destroy it with her own hands. The same thing with a wise man. A wise man will build his house. After you are married, it's now time to build a house. To build a home where there's peace, where there's love, where there's joy, where there's prosperity. As opposed to two of you just being roommates. Hmm? Look at this. A wise woman will build a house. You know, when Abigail and Nabal, when, when David went to meet Nabal, and Nabal talked roughly, to, to, the, to the servants of David. And David said, I'm going to kill Nabal. Saddled his horse. And Abigail ran. Ran. To meet David. Said so as his name is. So is his foolishness. And begged for her husband. Don't marry a foolish man. If you marry a foolish man, <laughs> you will, you will, you know, some marriages are just sustained. By the strength of the women. You know, we men, we always think we're wise. That's the problem. That's why a lot of men are not wise. Because we just assume that because we have male reproductive parts, it comes with wisdom. So we don't listen to counsel. That's the truth. Don't listen. I'm a man. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. 
You are driving. They are telling you that you have entered the wrong street. You say, I've seen this building before. The, the building can be in the wrong street. The building can be on the wrong street. Have you ever entered a car with a driver who doesn't listen? And then you turn to the end, you get to the end of it, say, eh, okay. <laughs> you know, with driving, it's easy. And we are, you know we are laughing because it's funny. There's nothing as painful as you drive your life to 50, 60 years. And you realize that you can't turn back. You've made bad decisions. Because you know the thing about life, it's counting. Whether you are foolish, whether you are wise, it accounts. You, you are 45. You realize you didn't make proper decisions. You are in this land. You are from here. Any good amount of money. They were selling plots of land for 100,000. For 200,000, you were going to club. You were going to Port Harcourt. Finish here weekend. Say, we are coming to Port. Stay there. Stay PH. Wait for us. We are coming. You did that for five years. Now, you now want to buy land. They sold water for you for one million. Then you use the next seven years and fill in it. We're waiting for train seven. Because I know for some of you, that's your savior. This is what I tell people. And if you're a member of this church, listen very carefully to me. If six trains didn't change your life, the seventh one will not. Hmm? Because I know for some of you, that's the Messiah. You expect the Trisabu more than the second coming of Jesus. But not the problem. I mean, we bless God. I'm glad that a lot of jobs will come. But if you don't have this wisdom, it will make no difference. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, if you can build a downhouse and live, why don't you build and stay in that one? You want to build upstairs so you'll be staying in front of the veranda and be looking at people and say, yes, yes, yes. That might never happen. Look at what God told Solomon. He says, because you did not ask for riches. He says, because you did not ask for the life of your enemies. He says, because you did not ask for long life. He says, I'll give them to you. What did Solomon ask for? Wisdom. Solomon asked for wisdom. That's First Chronicles. That we just read. Sorry, Second Chronicles chapter 1. Second Chronicles chapter 1. In verse 10, Solomon asks for wisdom. You want to build a house? Start small. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, are you still here? Stay wise this year. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Stay what? Stay wise this year. Resize your life. Resize it. Resize your life. There are many things we do in this ministry. Many things we do in this ministry that nobody, you will not even have an idea of. We were launching TCC. We, we just talked about it on a Sunday morning. And now we've got all the sound system, everything necessary to launch TCC. There is no pressure on anybody. No pressure on anybody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you don't need to buy clothes this year. The ones you have is okay. You know, sometimes we feel that people will remember the clothes we wore. That's not true. People have so many problems, they are not looking at you. Hmm? All the clothes you have, all the clothes you have, have you finished them? There's just this thing of getting more, getting more, getting more, getting more. Have you ever changed your phone and you realize that you prefer your old phone to the new one? Have you ever had that experience? You just ask your people that, who sent you people to upgrade this thing? And all they need to do is just to add one dot to it. They are using this one XY. This 2020 model is XY2. To increase the price. And you know what happened? They'll give a couple of celebrities to use it. And of course, those people control our mind. And before you know, if I ask everyone seated here, 
How many functions do you really use in your phone? To be honest, after the first one month, it's WhatsApp and calls. Very, maybe like 1% of people really maximize their phones. 1%. But yeah, there will be pressure on your life. And you say God is not good. You know, God just looking at us. I don't blame me. And I'm going to teach you here. The book of Proverbs says people make bad decisions with their life and, they, and at the end they get angry with God. Have you heard people who are getting angry with church? He said we should sow seed and God will bless us. He said we should sow seed and God will bless us. Of course, some ministers took it to the extreme. But you know, giving never makes anybody rich. Giving alone, let me put it that way, never makes anybody rich. There is a portion to give. There is a portion to do what? To invest. There's a portion to plant. I beg of you this year, seek wisdom. Hmm? I want you all to be very successful in your lives, in your home, with your children. God's word says we should put wisdom first. And I want you to do that. Get books, study, develop, read yourself. Become better at what you do. Become better at your job. James 3.17, we'll close there. It says there are three kinds of wisdom. There's the wisdom that is from above, which is the wisdom of God. And then there's the wisdom that is earthly. That's what I see a lot of Christians do right now. Pick quotes from all these secular guys and put up. Hmm? Have you seen Christians do that? If you respect me, I will respect you. If you disrespect me, I will disrespect you. If you, if you curse me, I will curse you. If you don't near me, I will not near you. That's not wisdom. That's, that's the wisdom of the earth. The believer walks in love always. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to be careful of those things. You need to be careful of all of these quotes coming up, popping up on social media. They're teaching you things that are contrary to the principles of God's word. So, then there's devilish wisdom. That's why you find all these demonic people and all these cultists involved in all that. But the wisdom we are asking God for is the wisdom which comes from above. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet. Let's get ready to receive communion this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you're home, you can take up your... Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.